episode of Cineblokes. We have just come from the cinema and we have watched What in the fuck are you doing? I'm just uh, trying to liven it up a bit, you know, doing the, doing the, the Bond thing. No. What, what do you no, mean, that's, no? That's not, I don't know what Bond you've watched, but what that's not... Yeah, no, yeah. You, you're missing a note. That's not it. A few, a few notes in there. Well, I, all right. I mean, I'm not a professional. Yeah, I mean, I'd say let's go watch it again, but I'm not up for that. All right. It's late. Well, excuse me for trying yeah. to trying to spice I, things up I a bit. I appreciate. I took your advice. I said thrilling this time. Oh yeah. I thought that was appropriate. Yeah. yeah. I didn't hear a thing you said because I was doing. Oh, that's my, right. You were. I was doing my thing. You were off doing the acapella thing yeah. over there. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll do that next when we watch Pitch oh. Perfect 3 or something. Yeah. So did you, you did the whole intro then? Yeah, I was going to tell them what movie we were going to, oh. we, we watched, but... Did, uh, did I miss the introduction? Uh, you did. Oh. You did. You were off in your own musical land. Oh, well, I'm Caelan Burrows. <laughs> and I'm Benjamin Baker. Yeah. And we are the Cineblokes. We are indeed. Yes. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes when we're not making up songs. Um, yeah, we are the Cineblokes, and we just finished watching James Bond 007 Spectre. Yeah. Ian Fleming's James Bond, or something. Like, it was, yeah, Ian when, Fleming's James Bond. When the James title Bond, showed up on yeah. the screen, there was a lot to read. Ian Fleming's James Bond 007, directed by Sam Raimi, starring Daniel Craig. Spectre, right? Sam Raimi. I think it was Sam Mendes, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, same guy. Whatever. Same guy. No, no, <laughs> not the two, same. Two different blokes all together, oh, I feel. Right. Yeah. They both Sam. <laughs> Some guy named Sam directed the film. Uh, that's right, Sam Mendes. Yeah, so going. this was the, what, the fourth or fifth in the... Fourth. In the Daniel Craig... This is the fourth outing of Daniel Bond. Craig's Bond. So Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we don't want to uh, probably do a lot of spoilers, so we probably... You know, when talking about the plot, I don't think there's too much we could give away. Because, yeah, think... you know, I love this aspects of this film that I feel like they were trying to keep a secret. So... Yeah, I I thought they did a relatively good job. Um, I You know, it was... Uh, until the reveal, it was, you know, you, you didn't really... You, I mean, you maybe have picked up on it as it kind of goes around. There are... Yeah. Throughout the film, there are a lot of nods if you're a fan of James Bond. Uh, in the series overall, they do do a lot of nods to, you know, originals and, um, you know, kind of tip the hat to, to what's got them here in the first place. Yeah. So they kind of scatter those out throughout the whole film, uh, I felt yeah. like. And I, I, and I do agree with you on them doing the nods to the originals. Um, and actually, between the last film and this one, they've made the biggest leaps towards making it more like the Bond of old. Yes. But, I mean, it's still very, very serious. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, you know, he's, he, put, you know overall plot-wise, that's one of the things that I've not enjoyed about the Daniel Craig outings. Even Skyfall, that has been critically acclaimed and, you know, people love it. Um, I'm not a fan of just James Bond in general, um, but I'm, I'm even less of a fan of all of the Daniel Craig versions because here's why. If you take all of the best versions of James Bond, whether it's Sean Connery, 
Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, whatever you want, you know? No, no George Lazenby, eh? Oh, yeah, no, sorry. I forgot him. I'm going to have to rewatch that one. Um, if you take all of them, right, uh, no matter what, you know, what you like about it, uh, you want to be James Bond. He might be a horrible spy, and he is. Let's no, he's, just, he's the worst, actually. Yeah, he's a terrible spy. Let's just be honest. He's, uh, he, uh, look, James Bond is to the spying arts as Rocky Balboa is to the art of boxing. <laughs> but he pretty, just goes in face first, really. That's a pretty good analogy. And hopes for the best. I, most of what he gets through is luck. Nine but, times out of ten. He's the only spy who fucking tells everyone his name. <laughs> I don't... Like, it doesn't... Yeah, but see, that's what makes it so great. Look, yeah, he he is always getting in trouble. He's always being found out. He's telling everybody his name. He just grabs a gun and starts firing. But he sleeps with everyone. And he does it with charm and he does it with suave and he's always winking and he's always got a quip and he's always funny and just, you know, he's very like, oh yeah, I'm a spy, I don't care. You know, he's got, know he's got, he's got the attitude. So every time you watch those films of old... Um, you want to be James Bond. Yeah. Uh, until you get to Daniel Craig, who I do not want to be at all. Very sad, very angsty, not funny, not fun. It looks like he doesn't want to sleep with the hottest women in the world. Like, he regrets it, and that's why he drinks. Well, I mean, he's, he's, he's in good physical shape. I'd like to be him for, for nothing else but that. For, for nothing else but that, yeah. But I'm not going to, you know, regrettably sleep with Monica Bellucci. That's that's silly. He just he always looks like he doesn't want to be there yeah. in everything that he does. Yeah. And I just watch it and I'm like, oh, no, that hurts. I, I would like to say that was also one of the more, without, again, getting into the plot details. Look, you know if there's a female on screen for more than 10 seconds, uh, he's going to sleep with her. Well, yeah. And so that was one of the most awkward... <laughs> yes, it, it honestly was. ...seduction slash interrogation yeah. scenes I've ever seen in my life. And I've, I've seen Monica Bellucci do things in films that have made me very uncomfortable, and that might actually rank in the top three. It was. It, it was very odd, and honestly out of nowhere. There was no real... I, I don't know, and I still actually don't understand why it happened. Yeah. There was but, a lot of things like... I mean... You know, Bond is, he's a terrible spy, but he always wins the day. Yeah. But like this, because they take things so seriously in these films, right from the get-go. So, again, um, this isn't really a big plot twist. It's just right at the beginning of the film. Takes place in Mexico on the Day of the Dead. Oh, yeah. Right, and everyone's, right. there's big celebrations in the street. Everyone's wearing skeleton costumes and all this stuff, including Bond, right? And he's going to go kill someone. So he goes back to his room once he's located the target, and then he changes out of the costume that would have allowed him to blend in with the rest of Mexico City. Literally the only Brit in Mexico right now. Just changes out of the mask, takes it into a regular suit, and then goes up to rooftop to go kill this guy. And of course, yeah. in typical Bond fashion, he's he fails miserably <laughs> initially, and then right. the chase ensues. Sure, you know, but it's all like. But you know, a terrible and, spy. And I, I'm gonna, you know, interject. So, yes, he's a terrible spy, and you know, more of it is just to be like, oh look, it's James Bond in a suit because the suits are very important. But there's a moment where, all right, he botches this whole thing up, right? And then you know, he falls down this building, and as he falls, he lands on a couch safely, as he's just destroyed almost an entire city block, right? So he lands on this couch, 
And you would think that as James Bond, being James Bond, being a horrible spy, he would say something quippy of, you know, oh, this is good furniture. Just whatever. I don't know what I don't know what he would say. But there's some quip, some pun, something silly to be like, oh, yeah, we're watching a Bond film. Nothing. None of that. It, there's just this moment where he does it and you're like, oh, he's going to... No. Oh, all right. No, you... All right, you're not going to address that a couch just saved you. Maybe he was just as surprised as we were. There was a couch right there. So oh, I thought I was going to die yeah, in this. Yeah, stuff. he was. He was just thinking, <laughs> "Fuck me, I almost died." Like that's what was going through his brain right then. Yeah, and but he see, had no it's, quip. It's, it's moments like that that make you that make the things that everything that came before it that make those that much more obvious. Because I honestly felt like if he just addressed how ridiculous this was. You'd be like, oh, yeah, of course you're going to run around in a suit. You know what I mean? It's it's that, and that, I guess that's what I don't really care for um, yeah. when it when it comes to these these Craig films. Yeah. So, I mean, the overall plot of this one, as, as they've been promoting in the trailers, the one thing they've done very nice with the new franchise is they've tied it all together. Yes. You know, most of the other ones, it's, they were all standalone. You know yeah. what I mean? And there's always, you know, kind of a villain of the week sort of a sure. scenario. Right. So this, they've done a nice job of still having your your villain of the week, but having the overarching right. story. They, the, really, the plot is that everything you've seen him do in the last four films, uh, they're all connected. Yeah. Um, this, all... this is the film where we meet the Professor Moriarty to uh, yes. James Bond's <laughs> Sherlock Holmes, yes. as it were. Essentially, yes. So, um, yeah, so it, you know, it's basically James Bond trying to uncover the secrets of Spectre, um, which is basically the anti-IMF when it comes to Mission Impossible series. That's what they are, right? Yeah, they're just rogue agents or something. Um, but yeah, so it's this huge network um, run by you know this mysterious man that he's trying to. Hunt I also, down. feel like did you get the feeling that this was uh, there was some sort of like. A- an overarching or underlying message on this. Like, uh, there was at one point where we reached in this film and I was just like, I can't enjoy this as a Bond film because it feels like just like a message broadcasting about the dangers of drones oh, and yeah. computers. <laughs> well, did you did, get that feeling? No, I, I did a bit. And it was, it was very, you know, I, I don't know. It was... The, the yeah, it was about having total control, and the way they do that is through you know computers and and you know yeah. surveillance all this, and all this talk about yeah. you know human operatives are obsolete and uh, yeah, you know right. drone could do it better and yeah there was a lot of that yeah so yeah. it did it felt and then you know the people that was like no we're not outdated you know so it was just like <laughs> I've got a gun yeah so uh, <laughs> fuck you for my outdating. <laughs> But yeah, so there was a lot of that going on, and then uh, you know, obviously, the uh, you know the plots for this and Sherlock Holmes: Game of Shadows very similar. I feel. Right, they're very they're like the same movie. They really were. <laughs> Although one was more entertaining, actually. Yeah, I, I would agree as well. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, yeah, so we kind of touched on it a bit, but you know, director, uh, the the directing and the casting of the film. Yeah, um, I've, you know, I don't, I don't hate Daniel Craig as Bond. I don't think that it's him doing a bad job. I feel like it's, and not even you can't even blame the director because it's they started this with Casino Royale, and yes. 
So everyone since then has to carry on the moniker of what they've already established. So this very serious bond. Yeah. You know, and again, it's not Daniel Craig's fault. He's right. directed to do this. You know, yeah, but I felt even... And actually, there was a lot of moments with him in this that I laughed out loud. Yes, yes, there were. Um, and I would attribute that to more of the supporting cast than I would to Daniel Craig. Mm -hmm. So some of the best moments in the film, for me, are actual all of Daniel Craig, all of his interactions with Q. Those are my favorite. They, they've, with that actor, who I've seen in a couple of other things, but um, with him, he has has finally kind of come into what that relationship between James Bond and Q actually is, where it's just lots of quips back and forth, and it's jokes about the gadgets, and um, and it's very funny. All of their interactions throughout the whole film um, are the most lighthearted parts of the film, um, to, which to me were the most enjoyable. I enjoyed that very much. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And it's just a shame that it took them... What three films before yeah, Q before actually he even shows, shows up? up. Yeah, uh, and I think that's because people were were griping about that, you know. Yeah, that that it was such a departure from the original Bond, and so now they've really started bringing it back to. I feel like what Bond is, but then they also sort of alluded. But I feel like they alluded to it in the last film that Bond might not be coming back. Yeah, in, in you know not. Not Bond might not be coming back, but right. Daniel Craig as Bond might I, I not be coming more back. more in this one than ever, you get the sense that, that, you know, if we're talking casting, you get the sense that Daniel Craig is very much done with it. Whether or not, you know, Bond continues, which I'm sure someone is going to take up the moniker they and will. make another 007 they absolutely film, will. And someone will be a new James Bond. But you well, do get a very much a sense Provided that, this one makes money. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, the cinema was a bit light tonight. Um, but yeah, I, I very much felt like he, uh, no longer wants to be Bond. Um, and that came through, uh, throughout his performance, I felt like. Um, but you know, I, they added Christoph Waltz as, you know, another main villain. Batista makes a showing there. He for... does, with like one fucking line. <laughs> yeah, he's, um, what's the... One word, actually, I Yeah, was... <laughs> this is almost the no ticket, wasn't it? Yeah, he uh... just said shit or something, <laughs> yeah, right? that was it, that's I it. think that's all he said. Um, yeah, in some weird accent, I don't know. Yeah, um, Although, yeah, to the point where I wasn't even sure it was his voice. Yeah, I don't like, know. It felt it like was. maybe it was dubbed over or something like that, I don't know. He, but again, he's the nod to the henchman yeah. that is, you know, the, the immovable the, object. The, the henchman that has some sort of weird thing going on, you know what right. I mean? They, yeah. They've got something yeah. unnatural about them. Right. And uh, and that was that was a nice touch, yeah. I feel. Yeah, and their, their fight scene, I guess we can kind of get into that. But, oh, well, uh, I, you know, well, hold on, because one of the things that you were saying you enjoy was was the, you know, the side characters. Oh, yeah. You know, and Ralph Fiennes, I love him as M. Yes. I was, you know, I love Dame Judi Dench. Yeah. A lot as as M, right. but when they passed the torch, I was glad that it was it was a good Voldemort. Passing. I, but, you know, yes. <laughs> uh, who you looks know. way better with a nose? He by does. The way. He does. Uh, really puts the he, nose on. He does good uh, guy well. He uh, does. Know? He does. I like it. Uh, no, he he is a great you know support. And you know, I know a lot of people uh, weren't impressed with Naomi Harris as being the new money penny. Well, they don't really give her much to do. They really don't. And again, that's another attribution to kind of how the... This is the first time they've ever really had that playful, 
kind of interaction talk, I guess. You, they, you, they don't do that very often in any what, of these films. You know what I think it is? All right, so I think I've nailed it right now. All right. And I was just thinking back to in the beginning when Bond is sort of sort of being flirty with Money Penny, right? Yeah. So the way that Bond usually flirts in like the days of old, he's very he he works his quips in. You know, right. he, he's always got a smile and a line. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what, you know, it makes it charming. And the way that Daniel Craig flirts is he gets close. <laughs> like, he does a lot of close talking. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's it's not charming. It's, it's not, not, there's no smile. And he's straight face. Yeah, and it's, so that's, yeah. He's, he's very doesn't. like, you know, on a Netflix and chill. Yeah. Like, that's his yeah. line. You don't get any chemistry between him and Monty Penny at all. Yeah, right, you don't at all. And Which is unfortunate, because again, those are the types of interactions that make Bond Bond for me. Um, and that's, you know, why I enjoyed the interactions with Q so much. And they they kind of tried to do it a bit here in this one with Money Penny and him. Um, but it still doesn't come off right. It's just not... Because they haven't built that rapport over four films, which is their entire relationship. Their entire relationship is flirting. That's it. That's what their relationship is. It's Bond continually coming on yeah. to her and her rejecting his advances. Yeah, in the in the uh, Pierce Brosnan Bond. Right. That was that was always a great play between those yes. two. Yes. And you don't have that here at all. Yeah. And those are things that I felt were missing with the cast interactions. Um, even though they've all kind of reprised their roles. Um, uh, also, I'm, now I'm escaping, uh, the name is escaping me of this actor, but he played Moriarty on Sherlock on the BBC. Oh, yeah, that's right. He also <laughs> plays a role. He's kind <laughs> yeah, of a, no. sort of a bureaucratic type. Yeah, right. You know, the you know technology and all this and yeah. sort of taken over for him. Uh, and he goes by C, and uh, <laughs> look, he was he was great. Like he was, uh, no, but, yeah. uh, but honestly, honestly, the whole time through, I was just thinking this one's scheming because oh yeah, all I could see is Moriarty. No, the minute he showed up, I was like, he's bad. Yeah. there's no way he's a good You're guy. Like, Where the fuck is Sherlock? Someone yeah, get him someone in here. Get him in here and get this motherfucker out. <laughs> uh, but there's a there's a great scene. Where him and Emma having words. Oh yeah, and right. I forget what I forget what his line actually was, but it was something about what says, M stands for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he Moriarty, uh, we'll just call him that. Um, Moriarty says to M, he says, uh, "Oh, I guess we know what M stands for. It stands for moron." Yeah, right. That's what it was. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then M has foiled his plan for a moment and says, "Oh." Well, I guess we know what C stands for. And then there was a long pause. A long pause. We were, we were dying. Yeah. We knew, we, we thought for sure that's what it is. They, every PG-13 movie gets one. They get one foul it word that so they can squeak. Yeah, it was so, so great. Hoping. But no, that's not the word. <laughs> what was the word? It, it was, was like careless. Or careless, yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's like, we all know what C stands for. Pause. Pause, let the audience think about it, let them get a good giggle because they think I'm mean cunt. And then careless. And I almost went, oh. Because it was, it was very disappointing. It was like the greatest line of the whole film, and then yeah. he ruined it with careless. Right. I, I'm sorry for the spoilers, but I, you need to no. know that, you know, so you're not disappointed like no. we were. 
Although, you look, you look in him's face, you know he meant cunt. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know he meant cunt. Absolutely. That's, that word was... Too, oh, it would have been perfect. It's so great. Oh. I think they need to get over that word here at Stateside. They do. It's it's so appropriate it's for so many word. things. It's such a great word. Especially when someone's being one. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so, you want to talk about the action. Right, or, um, or the lack there. Yeah, I was going to say that that'll be a short conversation because um, there's not much, unfortunately. I mean, um, there, don't don't get us wrong. There is a lot of action, but it's not, you know. I mean, what in Casino Royale we saw Daniel Craig like have a f- knockdown, drag out fist fight in the first like two minutes of the film. Yeah, and then you know the second one opened up with his psychotic car chase. Yeah, you know, and that's that's a, the thing about Bond is always open up with something big. Some big spectacle. And this one, it was the whole Day of the Dead thing. There was sort of a bit of a fight. Yeah. But more really of a chase. Yeah, most of the action in this film are chases. That's most of yeah. the action. There's and not... not even... Now, you told me a, a little fact about the budget. Oh, my God, right. For, for the automobiles. So, I found this out. Uh, the automobile budget for this film was $48 million. Forty-eight million dollars to to which we thought, oh, we're, we're going to see. Uh, yeah, we're going to like they, as soon as he, he got in his this, first car, we yeah, thought, oh, this right, this car. is it. Batista gets in a sports oh, car, and yeah. we're like, all right, there's going to be an intense car chase, and it was really the most relaxed. <laughs> We're not going to damage the cars, <laughs> sort of Unless car we've chase. got to. Like they were on a TV budget. Yeah. Like don't scratch anything. We've got to return all this shit. It's later. just a loner. <laughs> Well, but that's what's so mind-boggling to me is those cars, that budget went to custom-making these vehicles specifically for this film. All of those models are test models. They're not even real cars. They made them specifically for this film, um, you know, to the point where that the car that he drives, that sports car, um, goes above 200 miles an hour, and they actually made them taper it back so that they could do this car chase without killing someone. <laughs> so they, they actually dialed it back so that they could do that. So you would think that with that kind of budget and that kind of, you know, ability to just create vehicles for this film, you would do a lot more with them. And they did not at all. Yeah, there a- was, at all. There was really, not, it was really just one car pursuing another through the streets of Rome, right? Yeah. Well, I think it was Rome or something like that. But yeah. it was just like, there was no... Like, their cars never crashed into each other. Right. They didn't... Even at the end of the chase, it, like... I'm not even... I'm not going to tell you how it ends, but it's just not very it, exciting. Yeah, it's not very exciting. And there's... But they do... There is a nod in in the chase sequence. There's a couple yes. of nods to classic Bond, yes. you know, gadgetry and that, that sort of thing. So, yeah, there's, there is know, that. There's a lot of, you know, buildings that blow up. Yeah. And, um, you know, these... You know, Bond, yeah, they you do know, blow grabs a, a gun stuff and, up. Yeah, they do. It's very Michael Bayish. Uh, <laughs> that's, but you know what? That's a staple of Bond, and I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I remember back when I think it was Tomorrow Never Dies um, came out, yeah. and Pierce Brosnan was doing an interview about it, and somebody asked him, uh, I think Titanic was opening as well, oh, okay. or it had been out, and it was in theaters at yeah. the same time, and they were like, how do you feel about going up against Titanic? And he goes, well, Titanic is a three-hour movie about a boat sinking. We sink a boat in the first five minutes of our movie. <laughs> I thought it was the most classy was, line see? that you could, you know. See? He was being bonded on that interview. That's, that's a bond response right yeah. there. 
That's a that's a brilliant response. But yeah, so I've never had a problem with you know constant I, explosions. I didn't have a problem with it. I, I just I always felt like I, I don't know. For me, I did none of the action was was I guess captivating, if you will. No, it, was it a, just wasn't very. The most exciting fight was probably between Bond and Batista. On, sure. You know. Yeah, which was, you know, a good fight. It's a long, drawn-out fight, and, you know, yeah. lots of things and they, break. And, and it's... again, it's really more more of the, uh, the Daniel Craig age of Bond. Right. You know, with the, the serious, you know, and, punch and, people through yeah, walls right. sort of fist fights. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> which you, you didn't, I mean, sure, Pierce Brosnan did some hand-to-hand, but never like this. Yeah, right. Uh, so... Um, so that yeah, was good, I, but the action, I just felt like it just wasn't as exciting, especially yeah. for not even just the car budget, but just the budget for the film overall yeah, um, even, is massive. It's a massive film. Even when the, there's a there's kind of a shootout, you sort of scene, not not all the way at the end, but close to the end. Yeah, out in like it, it was over real quick, like very quick. But I mean, it did show that Bond has a hundred percent accuracy with whatever weapon he picks up, and that was good. It also showed that the henchmen do not. Well, so, of course. They wouldn't be henchmen if yeah, they could hit something. Exactly. They're the stormtroopers of the Bond world. And Bond did one of the most, I don't know, badass is the oh, only thing I can yeah. think of. It, right was, at the it end, was pretty great. Like, yeah. Right near the end when they've got they've got him captured and there's two guards holding him and he can't even see and he does this little move that I was just like, and it's where was know, this the whole film? Yeah, right, exactly. And it's moments like that that make things great for me. You know, I don't even mind. You know, there's a... Uh, I, I take Goldeneye for example, because that's one of my favourite Bond films. Um, there's so many moments in Goldeneye where he's just killing bad guys and just, you know, he's got an Uzi and he's just, you know, going after Look, him. He's driving a fucking tank and he stops it to straighten his tie, <laughs> and then he carries on killing bad guys. Wonderful. That's James Bond. None of that happened in this film. Is it too late to bring Pierce back? I yeah. know he's getting up there, but I think he could still do I it. I was a fan of Pierce. I'm, I'm going to say it. He was a good it's Bond. It's going to go on record. He, you know he was supposed to be Bond long before he was. Was he? Yeah, you know when uh, Timothy Dalton, everyone's <laughs> favourite Bond. My favourite. Um, he was supposed to do Bond back then, but he mm. was doing a little series called Remington Steel. They wouldn't uh, let him out of the contract, so he couldn't do it. I very much enjoy most of the the um, most of the Brosnan yeah. films. So, uh, License to Kill and The Living Daylights probably would have been starring Pierce Brosnan. Now, would they have been, you know, <laughs> as good? Would everyone have loved them, <laughs> or would they have hated him the way they hate Timothy Dalton? Uh, you know, you don't know. Well, we don't know. We so. just don't know. So, yeah, I feel like we've talked. About the film enough. Do so, you feel like we should rate it? I think we should. So, uh, what say you, Caitlin? All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it. Mm, I mean, I'm a I'm a, more of a fan of the Bond series than you are. Sure. And spy films in general, even as horrible a spy as James Bond is. So, and I mean, I was entertained. There, I did have some problems with it, but I'm gonna give it three out of five. Alright, so three made up songs. Um How dare you. I'm sorry. How dare you? Um I am I'm going only to mostly it... tone deaf, alright? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and give it two point five Aston Martins uh out of five Aston Martins. Uh, yeah, I felt it just wasn't. <laughs> sorry, I have to just bring this up because you just made the Aston Martin mention. So you know when they did the first film and then they uh you 
I, I know there was a thing about Daniel Craig couldn't drive stick. Oh, yeah. So the car had to be automatic. Right. And, and of course, they didn't really do much with the car in the first one anyway. He yeah. just drives it and then flips it. You know, so... Um, and then, so that was why they started the second movie with that big old car chase. So now the way, there's a scene at the end where he's in the classic Aston Martin and they yeah. show his hand on the stick shift, putting it into gear. And then they cut out of the car and show the car drive off. You still don't even see Daniel Craig driving the car. So I don't know. I'll just, I'll put, I giggled when I saw that. <laughs> That's, see, but those are the nods. Um, yeah. So yeah, 2.5 out of 5 Aston Martins. Um, I felt, you know, just overall, I thought it was all right. Um, I didn't find it to be that great. Um, yeah. Now we didn't stick around to the end of the credits because I know at the end they usually put James Bond will be back in whatever. Uh, yeah. Was it? So we didn't see stick around for that. But you know, in today's world, they may just be waiting to. <laughs> You know, James Bond will be back in cash grab or something. Like, yeah, right. It really is just about the money. So if this yeah. does well, then we'll see another one. If we if it don't, yeah, who knows? Yeah, man. Then they'll do a reboot. Yeah, I'm sure that's coming. Um, we well, Andrew Garfield to play. Oh God, James uh, Bond. Please no. No. No, I'll take another Craig film. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, this has been Cineblokes. I am Benjamin Baker. I'm Kaylin Burrows. And we will see you after the next film. Thank you.